going to go ahead and apologize. I have, I've been really sick, so my voice, this is the voice I would use if I had a weird radio show like Delilah. This is the voice I would use. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize. I sound not good, but maybe it sounds awesome. I don't know. I don't think it does. I apologize. My prayer this morning has been, Lord, please don't let me cough while I'm talking. I, uh, that's not going to go over well. Anyway, it's great to see all of you. My name is Haynes Martin. I'm one of the pastors here at Martha Bowman. And just to say, thanks for coming to hang out with us. We're really glad that you're here. And uh, just so we know, or if you're new especially, um, I usually start my sermons by talking about the Georgia game from the day before. Um, that is going to end today. Uh, that was that was historically bad yesterday. So, any Vanderbilt fans in here? Okay, good. I was about to say, oh, we got we got one. Okay, you did not do that with gusto. That's okay. You know you're in a sea of Georgia people. So, but hey, y'all won. Oh, that was bad. Anyway, that'll be the end of that tradition, at least for this season. Talking about the Georgia game. Um, we are in the middle of a three-week series entitled Stretch, and this is a series we're talking about finances. And I know for a lot of you, if you've been growing up in church, when you talk about finances in church, the sermon is usually about tithing and giving and all of that. But what we wanted the sermon in this series to be was more than that. And we wanted this to be a series that we want to help all of you. Because all of us, if we're honest, we feel very stretched in our finances. And we wanted to have a series where we kind of talked about kind of the whole gambit, kind of the whole spectrum of finances. So last week, we had Fran preach, and she talked about how you know, our finances is really an issue of the heart and trust with God. She looked at Matthew 6, that the Lord, we can trust him to take care of us, no matter what our finances look like. And next week, we're going to be talking about, Tim will be preaching, we're going to be talking about saving and kind of long-term planning and what we need to be doing to put ourselves in the right position later in life. Now today, lucky me, I kind of drew the short straw in the preaching meeting, and I get to talk about tithing, which is everybody's favorite sermon to listen to. Um, the thing with tithing is, it's actually every preacher's, or at least one of their least favorite sermons to give, and I know as a congregation, it's usually one of your least favorite sermons to listen to. So, lucky for me, I get to do it. So, but I do want to say, I'm actually excited to talk about this, because tithing is a really important issue, and it's something as a church that we want to make sure, all of us, if we're Jesus followers, we are living in obedience to what God has called us to with tithing, that we're living in that way, that we're doing what God has called us to. Now, I want to say, if you're, if you're not a Christian, you're not a church person, you're not a Jesus follower, you are totally off the hook. All right, we don't want your money, we don't expect you to give it, and we're not even asking for it. But if you are a Jesus follower, I want to say you are called to tithe, and we just want to unpack that subject today so we can live in obedience. Now, two quick things to say about this subject before we get into it. Just in general, talking about money with people, just take tithing out of it, push that aside for a second. Talking about money is just a subject that, is, there's two things about it. Number one, it's kind of generally uncomfortable to talk about with people. And number two, we're typically all of us are a little touchy when we talk about money, particularly our own money. It's just kind of, if you're married, for example, it's kind of uncomfortable to have those tough conversations with your spouse, like, hey, we need to start saving more, or we need to do this. You know, when you have those tough financial conversations, and we're just touchy about it. You know, if you've ever had to go to the bank to, like, get a loan or something, you're kind of anxious, are you going to get approved, what's your credit score, you know, and you're just, we're all kind of touchy and uncomfortable when we talk about money. And so when you talk about tithing in the midst of that sea of uncomfortableness and touchiness, 
the uncomfortableness and the touchiness kind of go through the roof. So I just want to say, this message might be a little uncomfortable. You might be a little touchy about it. I'll tell you, I'm kind of uncomfortable giving it because it's not a fun sermon to preach. But I do want to say this and ask this of everybody here, that we just need to push through that. We need to hear the Lord and listen to what he's saying. So any sense of being uncomfortable, touchy about money, just ask that you would kind of push through that because we really want to hear the Lord because this is an area of discipleship that we want and need to get right. So with that being said, let's go into what tithing is. Now tithing is the biblical principle and life practice of we give a portion of our income, if we're Christians, we give a portion of our income away, give it away for free, no strings attached, we give it away to help fund the spread of the gospel. That's what tithing is. It is us giving away a portion of our income to help fund the spread of the gospel. Now, what the Bible tells us is that we are to tithe 10% of our income. We're to tithe 10% of what we make and give it over to the Lord to help fund the gospel mission and the spread of the gospel around the earth. So when I say we give away 10%, for example, that means we 10% of our income. So if you make $50,000 a year, you're supposed to tithe every year $5,000, give it away to the spread of the gospel. If you make $100,000, you're supposed to give away $10,000, all right? And that's what tithing is, and it's giving it away, no strings attached, totally for free, to help the gospel spread. You know, for example, y'all sitting here, you know, we don't charge you to come to church, like there's not a cover charge, there's not somebody at the door selling tickets, but that's, so we can give away the gospel for free, but we can do that because people are tithing to pay for it. You know, just by the way, nothing in life is free, just so you know. Like any politician who says this is going to be free, somebody's got to pay for it. And so we can give the gospel away for free to people who come to church because people in our church are already paying for it. And so that's just an example of how tithing works. We give away the gospel for free because Christians are funding the spread of the gospel. Now, we give away 10% of our income and the money that we earn. Now, here's one little kind of catch with tithing because I've heard people ask me this. I just want to say it's 10% off the top of what you make. All right, it's not your adjusted income. You know, like in your taxes, you have your adjusted gross income and your, you know, all that. You know, you don't, you're not tithing after you pay your taxes and after you spend all the money on your fun stuff, then you tithe that 10%. It's 10% off the top. So again, if you make $50,000 pre-taxes, you're supposed to tithe $5,000. You know, I have no idea what the tax bracket is for $50,000, but let's just say it's $15,000. You don't, tithe off 35,000. Does that make sense? And some people do that, but this is called the principle of first fruits. This is from Deuteronomy 26. We tithe 10% off the top. That's supposed to go towards the funding of the gospel. And I just want to say as clearly as I can, every Christian, if you're a Jesus follower, you are called by God to do this. Every single one of us is. Nobody is exempt. And we just need to be honest with ourselves and to say, okay, Am I tithing? Am I not? Because if you're a Jesus follower, you're supposed to tithe. Um, and let me say, for me personally, I have not always been good about tithing. Um, there were years I was working in ministry and I was not tithing as God had called me to. And so I don't stand up here as some pillar of righteousness and the expert of listen to what I say. I come to you with a checkered past of, listen, I used to really be bad about tithing. And so... I come from a place of repentance and not pointing the finger, but more like I have made the mistake of not tithing, 
and I've been able to turn that around through God's grace. And I just want to encourage you, you are called to tithe. We're all called to do it. Nobody is exempt. And the last thing I want to say just about tithing, you can actually give more than 10%. That's allowed. Um, you don't have to, but you can. God loves a cheerful giver. Um, I forget who it is. There's a famous, I really can't remember. It's like a famous pastor. He tithes 90% and lives on 10%. And um, it's not me, I'll tell you that. I'm not. Um, it might be John Horton, but I don't think it is. Um, but I was like, wow, that's pretty good. You know, I wish I had that much money that I could do that. Um, so, Tim, you can work on that. Um, but just so you know, that's what tithing is. It's tithing 10% of what we make to fund the gospel. And we give that money to churches. We can give it to missionaries, other gospel-spreading organizations. So, and in America, it's pretty great because you get to write it off on your taxes. So it's kind of a double blessing. So anyway, that's what tithing is. Now, there's a problem that we come across with tithing with Christians, and it's this. Most Christians in America do not tithe. Most Americans who are following Jesus don't tithe. There have been studies done by different kind of church sociological organizations, and they've done studies of churches. And the vast, this is just true, the vast majority of Christians do not tithe. Let me give you a couple of statistics. And these are really bad statistics, but I want to read them to you. Okay. Only 10, oh, am I feeding back, by the way? I'm sorry. Am I on? Sorry, we can fix that. All right. Only 17% of Christians tithe 10% regularly. So that means 83% of churchgoers, Jesus followers, are not tithing 10% of their income. That's not good. Next stat. 37% of Christians who attend church regularly, um, they do give money to the church. It's not necessarily 10%. But 37% are tithing something. But that means 63% are tithing nothing. That's bad. The next one, the average donation of adults who attend church give an average of $17 a week. Okay. Um, that's, that's, that's real bad. If you add that up for a month, that's $68 a month people are tithing who are tithing. And most people aren't. I mean, most of us spend more than $17 a week at Chick-fil-A or Starbucks. And, but that's how much we're giving to the Lord on average a week. And so those are the stats. And those are just some of the stats. I didn't want to kind of go through all of them because there were a lot of them. But the point is, Christians in America, on average, are really bad at tithing. Now, that's big picture. Let's bring that down here to Martha Bowman Church. I have no idea what the specific tithing statistics are in this church okay i don't know how much each of you make and i didn't go to our financial team and ask to see everybody's tithe this wasn't like a witch hunt so i have no idea what everybody here is tithing but i will say this based on the stats we've read it strongly suggests that in this church there are going to be christians who are not tithing as god has called us to i have no idea what the percentage is i have no idea if it's most not most many some but i'm willing to bet that there are people in this church, in this service right now, that are not tithing as God has called us to. It's just the law of averages. This is just a common problem that exists in every church. And for us here at Martha Bowman, we want to be the kind of church where this is not true. Okay, we don't want it to be not true just because we just want more money, but we really want to see the gospel spread. And so we want to know, okay, how do we fix this problem? What does God say about this? Well, the Lord knew that this would be a problem in his church. I mean, God knows everything, so he knew down the line, um, he knew that the church would not be 
doing a good job of it. So he actually addresses this exact problem. And so we're going to read that. It's from Malachi chapter 3, and it's going to be up on the screen, and it's in your bulletin. But this is a passage of Scripture where God specifically addresses and deals the issue of his people not tithing, as he's called them to. This is Malachi 3, starting in verse 8. Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room, there will not be room enough to store it. Okay, let me give you a little backdrop context of what's going on here, but first, I need to take a sip of water, sorry. My radio voice is killing me. Um, so, the context of what's going on here is this. The Israelites, by the way, Malachi is in the Old Testament, in case you didn't know that. Um, this is pre-Jesus. So, the Israelites had been taken over by the um, empire of Babylon. They had come in, destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, and had taken a bunch of the Israelites back to Babylon in exile. And after 70 years of being in exile, the king of Babylon just said, all right, Israel, you guys can go home, rebuild your city, rebuild your temple, rebuild your homeland. So they were like, great, we're going to go home. So they go home, and their job is to, they need to rebuild Jerusalem because it was the capital, and they need to rebuild the temple because that was the center of worship and the presence of God on the earth at that time. So they start these building projects, and the way that they're going to pay for it is the people in Israel had to tithe to help fund the building projects. So everybody in the nation who was a follower of Yahweh, an Israelite, was tithing their money and their resources to help this building fund, this, you know, rebuilding the temple in the city. This was the ministry of the gospel in the Old Testament, so to speak. This was the work of God that they were called to. But not very long into it, the Israelites stopped tithing to it. Or they're not tithing as much as they need to to make sure that Jerusalem and the temple get rebuilt. And the reason they stopped tithing, there's two main reasons. And we didn't read this, um, but I'll just give them to you. Number one, they stopped tithing because they felt like their resources were scarce and they just stopped tithing. They just stopped tithing. They were like, yeah, we don't have much money. We're just going to hold on to it. Yep, we're going to hold on to it. And the second reason they stopped tithing is they were paying a lot of taxes back to Babylon. And so they were like, yeah, we're getting taxed too much. We just can't tithe. So they weren't tithing because they felt like they didn't have a lot of money and they were paying taxes. Can anybody relate to that? Every single one of us. Every year on April 14th, we all complain about how much our taxes are right before we file, right? And we always want to make more. So we can relate to this. But the point is this. The Israelites had their reasons for not tithing. They were like, hey, these are our reasons. Sorry, God, we're just not going to tithe. And so fast forward to us, I want to say, we have all got reasons. If you're not tithing as God has called you to, there are reasons that you don't. Now, what I want to do real quick is I want to go through... Um, these are the seven main reasons I have encountered in conversations with people over my years of working in ministry of why they don't tithe. As I've talked to people, people are like, yeah, I don't tithe, or I'm not tithing as much as God's called me to. These are the seven main reasons I've heard from people, and I'm willing to bet that if you're in this room and you're not tithing as God's called you to, you can probably say one of these is your reason. So the first reason I hear people say they don't tithe is they say, well, I've actually never heard of tithing. And this is actually a real thing, and that's the fault of churches and pastors, that they're not teaching their people that you need to tithe and fund the gospel. But some people don't tithe because they've never heard of it. 
That's the first reason I've heard. The second reason is um, you think it's my money and I can do what I want with it. You know, I've heard people say this to me. They're like, well, Haynes, I earned my money. I worked for it. I, you know, paid my dues. I'm not going to give it away. So they say, I'm just not going to tithe. Or I'll tithe a little bit, but I'm not tithing 10% of what I work for. It's my money. That's the second reason I hear people say. The third reason I've heard people say is, you think you can't afford it. You know, in conversations with people over the years, um, look, I know that life is expensive. You know, especially, like, just for example, if you're married and have kids, you've got a mortgage, a car, tuition, you've got to buy your kids braces, things like that. Life is expensive. I get it. But I hear people say, I mean, we just can't afford it. We look at our budget. We just can't do it. And so people don't. The fourth reason is you won't be able to buy all the stuff you want. Now, I'm trying to be very nice here. Um, we all like to have fun. We all like to buy stuff that we like. Um, but I hear people who they are just, they're going to spend money on their fun and what they want to do rather than fund the kingdom. Um, and we'll come back to that. But I'm just, I'm trying to be nice with this one, Mike. Okay. Because that one really frustrates me. Okay. Number five, you think you're not called to tithe. Um, and this, this one, I've, I've talked to people and they're like, oh yeah, tithing, that's for other Christians, but God doesn't need my money. I'm good which I don't know where that kind of line of reasoning comes from, but I hear people say that, like, oh, I know, yeah, Tim's supposed to tithe, but not me, I'm good. Um, you know, so that's what people say. Number six, you know the Lord has called you to tithe, but you just choose not to do it. Um, this one is another big one, um, and I will at least give these people credit, at least they're honest. They're like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do it, but I'm not. They don't make an excuse, but... Again, they just say, yeah, I know the Lord tells me to do it, but I just choose not to. I'm going to keep my money. That's the sixth reason. And the last one is you're in a lot of debt, so you can't tithe. We're going to come back to this one in just a second. But some of you, maybe you've made some bad financial decisions. Maybe you've fallen on hard times, but you're just you're having a hard time tithing. And I get that. You're just kind of buried under debt. And so that's another big reason people don't tithe. Now, we're going to come back to all seven of these in just a second and go through them. But the point is, those are the seven main reasons I've heard people say why they don't tithe. And just like the Israelites, we have our reasons for not tithing. If you're not, we can say, well, this is why I don't do it. Now, what's interesting is, in Malachi chapter 3, God responds to the Israelites' reasons for not tithing. And his response is the same response he would give to us. Now, this is Malachi... It's um, verse 10. I'm just going to read part of it. God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. All right, this is God responding to the Israelites not tithing and the reasons they give for not tithing. When God says, make sure I get it right, he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Basically what God is saying is, okay, I hear your reasons for not tithing. You still got to do it. And you need to do it. That's basically what the Lord is saying. So he's telling the Israelites, look, I hear what you're saying. You've got reasons. You don't feel like you have a lot of money. You're paying a lot of taxes. But you follow me, and I've told you to do this, and you just need to do it. And so for us, for those of you who are not tithing in this room, as God's called you to, um, whatever your reason is for not tithing, God's word to you is you just need to do it because he's told you to. And so what I want us to understand from that is this. Just like everything else in the Christian life, we just have to make the choice that we're going to obey what God has told us to do and do it. If you're a Jesus follower, he said you need to help fund his kingdom. 
And so you just got to make a choice like, you know what, I am going to get involved and I'm going to start obeying the Lord and do what he tells me to do. You know, there's no way to like, there are just parts of the Bible that are just so clear cut and there's kind of no way around them or wiggle room or try to make them sound good or poetic. You know, it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about money, like I said, and it's touchy. And God did not help us out by making, like, he's just like, hey, I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's touchy, but he didn't make this sermon any easier because I just need to tell you, you just need to do it. I wish I could be like, hey, it's cool, it's okay. Like, that's not what God says. God loves you, he's crazy about you, but he also will speak to you directly. And he's like, you know, if you're not tithing, as I've told you to, you just need to start. You just got to make that choice. And so the whole point of our message today is, okay, for those of you who may not be tithing as God's called you to, just hear the word of the Lord to you. God's not mad at you. He's not frustrated with you. But you do need to start. And you do need to get involved in funding this kingdom. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation for this. But it's also, you've just got to make the choice that you're going to do what God has said. Because what God tells us to do as Christians, we're just supposed to do. And so today is about making that choice to tithe if you haven't yet. At the end of our message, you're going to have a chance to make that choice and respond to it. And so wherever you are on the spectrum of you're not tithing as God has called you to, maybe you're tithing zero, maybe you're like, well, I'm tithing like 5%, or maybe there's some other bit you're tithing, but you're not quite where the Lord wants you to be. No guilt, no condemnation, but today is about saying, okay, I'm going to start moving towards doing what God has told me to do and to make that choice to start funding his kingdom as God has called you to. Now, I want to go back to those seven reasons I gave and just go through these real quick in light of what we just talked about how we've got to make that choice to tithe in light of the reasons that we give number one people say I didn't know I was supposed to tithe okay fair enough now you know so you got to start make you, you need to make that choice to start tithing okay number two you think it's my money and I, I can do what I want with it okay newsflash if you're a Christian all of your money belongs to Jesus it is not your money, and it's not my money. When you come to the Lord, every area of your life is to be surrendered to him. That includes your money. Fran mentioned last week, for a lot of Christians, the last part of our lives to get sanctified is our wallet. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But I just want to say, it's not your money, it's God's money. It's not my money, it's God's money. So he gets to tell me what to do with it. So now that you know that, you need to start tithing and make that choice. Number three, you think you can't afford it. Um, I get this one. I know money can be tight. You might feel like, you know, Haynes, we got money going all sorts of directions. Sorry, one second. Um, but just to say, look at your budget and try to tie it. I'm sorry, I've really got a cough, and I'm going to cover this mic because my throat is killing me. Sorry, one second. Oh. I felt like I was about to pass out if I didn't cough, and I was like, well, that'll really kill my sermon. I don't know what I have. I, I thought, you know, the plague was over, but maybe that's what I have, so don't shake my hand today. I really did. I was like, I'm about to pass out if I do not cough. This is killing my throat. Anyway, but for those of you think you can't afford it, look, you got to look at your budget, but I just want to encourage you that you can trust God with your finances. God has not called you to tithe and, not, and that he won't take care of you. He will. And so I know it might be scary. It might be like, I mean, it's going to be tight. I get that, but you can trust the Lord with that. Number four, 
you won't be able to buy all the fun stuff you want. Yeah, you won't. There's just no other way to get around this one. I'm not saying you can't have nice things. I'm not saying you can't have fun vacations. I'm not saying you can't get the new iPhone. But you just can't hold on to your money and be like, well, I, you know, I'm going to buy what I want to buy because I like fun stuff and not tithe. It just, um, newsflash, the iPhone 5, it's pretty much like the iPhone 7. It's not as big, but, you know, it's not like the iPhone 7 does magic tricks. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you can relax about your new gadgets and all that. You will have less money for fun. That's not to say you can't have fun. But, okay. Number five, you think you're not called to tithe. Um, I've kind of already hit on this one. If you're a Christian, you're called to tithe. This is the clearest I can say it. Everyone's called, nobody is exempt. Number six, you know that you're called to tithe, but you choose not to do it. Okay. I love y'all, so I'm just going to be straight with you. This one is just, I'm going to say it, it's just disobedience. And that's, it's a really not good reason to tithe. Just to say, oh, I'm not going to do it. There's grace, no big deal. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you're going to lose your salvation. You're not, but you're still living in disobedience. And so you really do need to begin to tithe. You can't just say, oh, I'm just not going to do it. It's no big deal. It is a big deal because we love God and we want to obey him. And number seven, reason people don't tithe is you're in a lot of debt. Um, this one, like I said, some of you are just kind of buried under it, and that's, I understand that. And so here's what I would say. If you're just like, man, I have just fallen on hard times, made some bad decisions, I'm just kind of under this debt, I understand that. And I, I just want to say as your pastor and as your friend, the first thing you need to deal with is your debt. Don't add pressure to your life of, okay, well, I've got to start tithing and somehow not pay my credit card. No, pay your debt and then begin to tithe once you get to a place you can do it. And I also want to throw up there, Fran mentioned this last week, there's an organization that will help you. Um, I know it's up on the screen. If you really need some help with financial planning and dealing with your debt, we want you to do that. So Crossroads Christian Counseling Center is a place you can call. They will meet with you for free, and they will help you figure out your debt and any financial problems you're having, and that's their phone number on the screen. So I would really encourage you to give them a call if you need to. So, but... Those are the seven reasons most people don't tithe, and I just wanted to go through those and say, we can't use those reasons anymore. We just got to make the choice that we're going to tithe and obey what God has told us to do. Every one of us is called to do this. We all have a part. We all have skin in the game in funding God's kingdom. And so today is about, if you're not tithing as God has called you to, making that choice of starting and getting involved. Now, what I want to do just for a second is if you, um, you need to make this choice, I, would, I want to give you three practical steps in order to do this. I don't want to just say, hey, if you're not tithing or just start tithing, I want to help you kind of get there. And so the first thing I would say is this. You need to look at your budget. You need to prioritize, and you got to begin to make cuts. You know, if you want to tithe 10% of your income or at least begin working your way towards that, you got to look at your budget and see where you're spending your money and then make choices. Okay, so I'm not saying you got to start tithing 10% today. You got to go home. You know, if you're single, you need to go through your budget, figure it out. If you're a married couple, you got to talk about this. But you need to figure it out. But you need to begin to prioritize and you need to make cuts. The second thing you need to do is you need to set reasonable goals and take baby steps. Um, everybody, has anybody seen the movie What About Bob? He talks about baby steps. I love that. Anyway, 
I just showed my age. Anyway, it's an 80s movie. Half of you look at me like, anyway. Um, but set reasonable goals. Like, for example, if you're only tithing, like, if you're not tithing right now, I'm not saying you got to jump to 10% tomorrow. You might need to do 2% for the next year and begin to work your way up. If you're tithing 5%, maybe you say, okay, we can go up to 6%. But to set reasonable goals and then take baby steps towards that. Um, if you try to jump all the way to 10, you're probably not going to do, be able to do that over the long term without careful planning and without taking baby steps towards it. And the last thing I would say is this. Just start where you are with this whole issue. What I mean is, if you haven't been tithing, you don't owe God money from the past that you haven't tithed. And I've had people ask me this, like, well, Hanks, I haven't tithed in 10 years. I must owe God thousands of dollars. You don't. You're not in debt. You know, you're not, you don't have a line of credit with God that you owe. Start where you are, okay? So today forward, it's not about what you haven't done in the past. You don't, you're not on the hook for that. Start where you are and move forward, okay? So those are the three practical steps I would give you with tithing. Now, let me say this too. And what I'm about to say, there was no good place to put this in my message. I just had to throw this in. This like, there's no cohesion to what I'm about to say, but I, I just needed to say this. So this is going to be kind of random, but I want to be clear because I've had people ask me this over the years about tithing. Or not ask me, they say this. I just want to be abundantly clear that tithing is 10% of your income. But I have people tell me, they'll be like, well, Haynes, I tithe my time to church. You know, I go to church, I go to Sunday school, I tithe my time. Or I have people tell me, well, I tithe by making cookies for the bake sale. Those are great things to do, but that doesn't count for tithing. It's 10% of what you make. You know, tithing is not like your taxes. There's not like loopholes and deductions and back doors. Like, you, you don't get to tithe your time. That doesn't count for tithing. You don't get to make cookies, whatever it is. It's tithing 10% of your income. I just want to be as clear as I can about that because people are always kind of looking for a loophole or a backdoor. I promise you, I don't know much about God, but I can tell you this. You are, God didn't miss anything. You're not going to find a loophole in anything God told you to do. I promise you, you are not smart enough, and don't take that personally. God covered all of his bases. So I just want to be clear. There's no loopholes. There's no backdoors. Tithing is 10% of what you make. Okay. I knew that wouldn't really fit anywhere, so I just threw that in right there. Sorry. So, okay. Now, let me say a couple more things, and I'll be done. We've been talking about communion, just the fact this whole subject communion, we're called to tithe, it's 10%, we have to make the choice to do that, you know, and that we're giving our money over to the spread of the gospel, we're funding the church, and all these things. But I want to make one point abundantly clear, in that in the midst of our tithing, in the midst of giving away our money to help fund the gospel, we just need to understand that the person who gets the most out of tithing, the greatest beneficiary of you tithing is actually you. The person who's going to get the most out of you giving your way money to the gospel is actually you. And the person who gets the most out of me tithing is me. Because what happens is, as we obey the Lord and as we give away part of our money to fund his kingdom, I can't fully explain it, but I can just tell you, God does something real and deep in your heart and he transforms you. Now I would say, number one, he protects you from greed Number two, it increases your faith and trust in him. 
And three, you're following the example of Christ giving sacrificially. But just understand that God does something deep and real in your heart. And if you're in this room and you are somebody who's been tithing like God has called you to, I know that you would agree with me and testify to that. Now, for those of you who may not be, you're like, Haynes, how could this be for me? Just trust me. You will get the most benefit out of you tithing, the way God will change you and shape you. And so know that. Yes, you're giving your money to the gospel. Yes, you're helping fund God's mission. But you are going to get the most out of it, the way God changes you. So just know that. Now, we're about to go into communion, and we're going to have a chance to respond to this message. I mentioned this earlier. I don't want anybody to feel beat up or condemned or anything by this. And that was not my intention. If, and if any way my words did that, I apologize. I'm a broken person trying to speak God's perfect word. So I'm going to screw it up. The Lord does not want you to feel guilty or beat up if you haven't been tithing. But the Lord is also being direct and clear that, hey, you need to start tithing if you're not. And it's just a matter of you making the choice that you're going to do it. Because that's what God has called you to. And so, like I've been saying, today is about hopefully making that choice and obeying what God has told you to do.